And we've heard from Principal Brett Waits. We're now going to hear from the brand new head coach, Coach Blair Armstrong. We've got him here in his office. And uh, Coach, it's good to finally meet you and really get to you know see how the cats are doing under your wing now over the last couple of weeks or so. So how are you doing today? Excited. Uh... A little late getting here because of traffic and everything, and we're not quite up here yet, but uh, real excited about the kids, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. And uh, when you do the first day of pads and, and they hit pretty good, it makes you smile inside. So, yeah, it was a good day. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Uh, so we'll, you know, kind of go back to the beginning when this job was announced. How did you find out about the opening here at Woodland, and what drew you to a place like this? I can't remember now who it was that told somebody who told me. It wasn't first-hand information. I had interviewed here in 2017 and uh, uh, didn't get the job, obviously, and uh, and decided that because I was in Florida at the time. We were trying to get up this way because we just always liked it when we traveled up this way and coming through the state. And my wife and I liked it, so we – uh, it opened, I was kind of excited, and then I figured, well, once he get here, he's going to be here for a long, long time because there wouldn't be any reason to leave. So I uh, kind of didn't think about it anymore, and we ended up uh, at Smith Station as Devens coordinator. I decided I'd just slow down a little bit and hang out with the grand youngins and, and I'd be there, and I realized after a year there we had a lot of success, but I, I just uh, – being an assistant and being a head coach is two different things, and I've been a head coach too many years. I want to get back into it. So I was kind of looking. Nothing popped open, nothing – in the area where we wanted, and then all of a sudden this opened up. It was late, so my first thought was, man, I don't know if it's fair to my guys there at Smith Station. Um, they depend on me. We're close. We've done a really good job. We've gone from last place to 10th place on defense in 7A. But I just felt like my family was more important, and uh, my wife, we talked about being here for several years, and so I decided to go for it, and thankfully, uh, Mr. Waits trusts me and had faith in me to, to give it to me, and here we are. Being a head football coach at a small school like Woodland in Class 2A, uh, you, you probably have some other duties that you'll be doing here at the school, too, and if so, where are they? I'll be an athletic director, and I'll teach two seventh-grade math classes, which I'm excited about personally because I get to talk to all the seventh-grade boys all year long. And uh, that's the beginning of our program where we can touch those guys. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good thing. And you've been here for about a week or so, so you really haven't had a lot of chances to really watch film from Woodland in the past, though. So we will ask you this question. Offensively and defensively, what are you scheme-wise? Well, I haven't had personally a lot of watching. I have a couple coordinators that, that are uh, are watching film. And, of course, one, uh, Coach Gaze, uh, knows about him because he's coached here all these years. The other one's watching film, uh, even watching a bunch of it today. But I guess for, uh, for me, the... The biggest thing is I'm. I think we're going to be a somewhat of a spread team. We're going to be running some uh, some inside game. You know, we're going to be kind of like in the old days. You know, we got some inside plays, we got some outside plays. We're going to throw it down the field a little bit. We're going to do a little bit of everything. Defensively, we're not man front. <clears throat> we're uh, kind of mutates from week to week based on what we're playing and what they do. Uh, done it the same kind of defense most of my life, and it just. It's easy to adjust to what we face, and uh, and for our other kids that we have, it's it's pretty sound and solid. So I, I'm I'm confident that it'll uh, it's solid, it's safe, and, and we'll we'll control uh, what counts. And and uh, once we learn it, uh, it takes time. You know, we'll be here uh, to the second year, the third year, the fourth year. It'll be completely different because they'll have a chance to they've been doing it for several years. So we've got a learning curve ahead of us, and 
getting here late in the game, even though we got to start practice like everybody else, the, all that off-season stuff that everybody else did, uh, we got some of it done, but not not that I would have the way I would like to have had I been here. This is Coach Blair Armstrong here on High School Sports Network, the brand new head football coach at Woodland High School. And you've been a head coach for quite a while now in a few different places. Why don't you just kind of tell us your journey from where it all began to where you're at now in Woodland, Alabama? When I first started coaching, I was an assistant coach at my high school. Uh, I was plan on coaching. I was just going to run the farm and show up and go hunt and fish in the afternoons and just show up and teach. And my head coach or the head coach that was there was on staff when I was there as a player. Uh, asked me if I want to coach the JV. I said, mm, I guess. I hadn't really thought about it. So I started doing that. and moved it. He moved me to offense coordinator towards the end of the JV season. We were done, and I've been doing it ever since. So uh, scrapped the hunting and the fishing and the golfing. I've just uh, <laughs> been coaching. Uh, from there, uh, I became a head coach at a school that never had football, Havana High School. First year, I had two assistants. Uh, we were fortunate. We went 5-5. Five and five. I was coach of the year. And then from then on, I moved on to other schools. I thought I wanted to be a college coach, so as I made the journey, I came back to my home school. We won a state championship, moved to Pensacola to a big 5A school because I thought I wanted to be a college coach and uh, did that for three years. And I was never home. AD, uh, you know, get up in the morning, my kids were asleep. Getting home, my kids were asleep. I said, I'm not doing that anymore. So I went back down to a real small school, Ernest Ward, and I had success there. And so I stayed kind of in that vein for a while, Uh, went back – uh, back towards uh, where I was from, Monticello, that way, and <clears> then <throat> eventually moved up into Georgia uh, to Bainbridge, took an assistant job there while I was waiting for a, a head job, got a head job up in Gainesville. We turned a program around that hadn't been uh, ever to the playoffs in the history, went three years in a row. After that, we went to Peachtree Ridge High School, it was a giant 7A school that was then 1 and 8 and 1 and 9. It was only a two year old school. We went six and four and won the state championship using this pattern that I've developed, picking everybody's brain. It's not something I invented, just, you know, talking to a lot of smarter coaches than me and picking up on stuff, and and we've been kind of using that pattern since. So we won uh, two state championships as a head coach, lost one as a head coach, and then helped a friend of mine in 2017 who needed a lot of help. He'd lost five state championships, which is unbelievable if you think about it. And uh, I brought two of my staff members with me from the school I'd left, and we helped them win a state championship. And they've won, they won another one, and they're probably going to win another one this year. Good program. They just didn't quite seem to turn the corner. So we've been developing a program to help uh, our, and perfectly for here, uh, to over time develop a program that's going to be competitive. And, and kind of, you know, looking back at the history of the school and hearing the talk and watching, looking on the, Alabama history website, you know, the two years when they were so daggone close. I mean, I, it hurts me, and I'm not from here, and I'm thinking about how close they were. That just has to really, really hurt. But just to get there is big. Just to get to the dance is really big. So those guys have set a, a bar pretty high, so we'll have to let's see if we can advance that a little bit. One of the articles that I read, you know, trying to do some research on you before I came and met you, was one from down in Tallahassee, where you're from originally, when you took over the uh, Jefferson County program where you were quoted as saying that you like to take programs that were under 500 before you came here and really flip them and turn them around. And you've had a really good turnover by doing that. So I guess the biggest question is, is, you know, where does that drive come from to just come in and just really make everybody happy in a couple of years? I don't know. My pastor says that I have a, excuse me, one of my spiritual gifts is healing. I don't, I don't like discord. I don't like things not, happy and successful and all the way out. But so I guess inside, deep inside, I want to fix it because I just, 
And I guess, too, I had great, great coaches. We never got in the playoffs, but the worst season we ever had was six and three. And back in those days, only one school got to go out of the region. So, But I always, I mean, I, I was never on a losing team. And so I didn't. When I went to the first school that I went to at Havana, where they'd never even had football, kids didn't even know how to put on the gear, uh, and we went five and five. It was, it was just, it was that was it. I just loved it. So, I've fixed programs, won championships, moved on uh, several times, and so I, at my age right now, I just I'm I didn't want to do that anymore. I figured I'd find me one more place and just stay there till the good Lord tells me to stop coaching. And I and this is, I mean, the colors are my school colors. The school I feel like I'm in the gym. It's the same place. The stadium's similar. It's uh, it's uh, deja vu kind of going back in time. So where I started and where I'm eventually going to finish, it will. It's going to be right here. It's going to be fun. Is there a program that you you know liked more than others from those uh, that mindset you have of flipping? Is there one that just stands out to you the most? Of the teams the that I coach, yeah, the one that you're just the most proud of, of being able to flip. I think the biggest one uh, at Peachtree Ridge High School was a seven A school. That was three schools formed one. They all came together, and the seniors, the seniors didn't. They they got to go to the next school. Uh, the underclassmen had to go to Peachtree Ridge. So you had three different groups of people. They all wore their letter jackets. They didn't wear Peachtree Ridge stuff because they were so, still stubborn that they had to leave and go to the new school. So we had a really tough time that first year. So we we changed and exchanged uh, positions, moved people around to fit the scheme and what we were doing, and suddenly they were. You know, we're six and four, and I mean, from one and eight and one and nine to six and four, it was the third year the school was open. We didn't have visiting stands; it was just a home side. We couldn't even when we did get in the playoffs the next year, we didn't play a single playoff game at home. So, for a four-year-old school to win a state championship, not even playing any games at home for the playoffs, was pretty pretty exciting. So, I guess from that standpoint, it was a it was exciting. All I mean, I've had teams that were that weren't as successful that was just as exciting it really it's just the kids I just want I like to see them smile and have a good time and all the other rings we won I you know I can't I can't wear but one so I, I wear two every now and then just to boost up the kids but I enjoyed seeing those assistant coaches get a ring and those players get a ring and that that that's the joy I enjoy seeing them be happy when when I was at one school it was really cool in Gainesville, we got there, and, and the first pep rally I went to, not one person in the stand said a word. It was like a cheering thing. No, they, nobody cheered. Just the cheerleaders cheered. And I thought, there's something wrong with this picture. So the baseball coach was a really go-getter guy, and he was my DB coach. So I let him be the MC or the whatever you want to call it, talk on the, the, the microphone, and we brought it into the gym because it was in the stadium. Got them all jacked up, and anyway, we ended up turning it around. But the kids were embarrassed to wear their letter jack in town because they were the laughing stock because they never won anything. Well, after that first year when they made the playoffs, unfortunately we, we faced LaGrange and they were real good. But um, then they didn't mind wearing their leather jackets around town. They'd wear them dead summer. They just were proud to have a jacket because before they weren't they weren't too proud. So that, just giving them hope, letting them have fun, letting them see what it can be. Uh, when I see a team that's 0-10, it hurts me and I don't even know them just because I – you know, just don't feel good. And I'm, I tell them how thankful I am that they stuck it out. There's a lot of people who wouldn't have stuck it out 0-10. Of course, they weren't 0-10 here. But not being successful, it, it drains on them. And it takes some real grit. It takes some real uh, toughness. That's why I think you have success when you come into a program like this. Because it's there. You just got to stir it up. And that's what I do. I just bring out what they already have in them. We're talking with Coach Blair Armstrong, brand new head coach of the Woodland High School Football Bobcats. And you coming from a – Big 7A school down in Lee County, Smith Station High School. You get the likes of 
facing Auburn, you get the likes of facing Enterprise and the reigning state champion Central Phoenix City Red Devils just down yep. the road from Smith Station. So was there anything new that you learned at Smith Station that you're hoping to apply here with them? Not really. I use the same same style of everything that we do everywhere I've ever been. Uh, those kids, the seniors, hadn't won but like two games in their entire life uh, from rec league up. So I got a uh, – the seniors sometimes, teachers have them write something to your, one of your favorite teachers or coaches or whatever. And one of the boys that wrote something to me, and it made me so proud, he said, Coach, I can't thank you enough for those times when – you know, we were behind and we didn't think we could win and y'all never gave up on us. You kept telling us we could do it and we did it. And he said, that means more to me than anything. So, yeah, we didn't even get in the playoffs, but about three points separated us from being there uh, versus Prattville. But um, we accomplished a whole lot as a defense and our offense was, you know, offense always takes longer. Everybody, coaches know the defense is a lot faster to come around because offense is so much more technical, but they got better and better as well. So that's why we won six games. One of the interesting things that we found out, there's uh, three assistant coaches from last year's staff that are returning to this year, and there's a few more assistants. But two of those assistants you're actually related to and have known them all your whole life. Uh, tell us about those new staff members and just some of the fun memories that you've had with them, working with them over the years. Well, it's funny because <clears throat> raised them, coached them, <laughs> and then coaching with them, they uh... – you know, my dad was a high school and a college coach. He was the first running back coach at Florida State. So it's just in our blood, I guess. And and they're competitive, and they were competitive as players, as little kids. They're identical twins, so they were competing for. They were born popping each other and hitting each other in the womb, I guess. But uh, they came out fighting. But it's been a lot of fun because uh, all the things that my dad taught me before he passed away when I was 14, I've passed on to them. And it's just, you know, as a parent, you grow kids up, and you, you, you hope you've taught them right. And they don't always go just perfect, but – it does say in the word that if you teach them in the right way, when they go astray, they'll come back. And, and they weren't bad kids or anything, but they say things now that I remember telling them they were young and they're repeating them. And I'm thinking, wow, that's going to be great because they're going to say those same things to their kids that my dad told me. So, But it's been a joy um, watching them coach because they're, they're very good. And uh, both of them played a little college ball. And, and uh, they love kids. that They have that knack. And, of course, they're younger, so they, they, you know, they, they can relate. Uh, really well with the young, with our younger kids, and it's just been, uh, I, I, it's my joy. It's why I still do it. Uh, I could have retired a long time ago, and uh, I do it because I get to work with them, and, and we can impact the community, and and uh, it's exciting. What's your take on working with the coaching staff that has been that has returned from last season, just working with these uh, players in well, the short time we've had them? Well, I interviewed – I interview each coach. I interview as a staff and talk about – tell them where I'm coming from, and then I interview each one individually. And the things they say, it's, 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 it's what I believe in. You know, character, helping them become better young men, you know, better dads, better brothers, better husbands one day, better fathers. Uh, that's – it's – and I see their hearts. They have great hearts. And, of course, Courts Gay has been here for a long time, I think 23 years. I love it when I meet somebody like him who played here – you know, he went to school here. He's vested in this community. And now he's vested in the kids that are here and his son's on our team. And it's just exciting. And another young coach, Coach Patillo, he went to school here, came back here to affect these lives. And it's just a joy to see their relationship with these kids. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm proud to be a part of it. It's, a, it's enjoyable. How do you feel like the players have responded to, you know, your new scheme? Because, you know, they're going through a whole lot, too, with them losing a coach at the beginning of July. 
you know, a month before uh, practice starts and they have to get used to you as a new guy. So how do you feel like they've adjusted to Well, I always, I always tell kids and, and everybody involved in a program, it's, uh, it's not their fault that there's a coaching change. For whatever reason, there's a coaching change. It's not their fault. So don't feel like it's your fault. Of course, we had another, you know, issue here with a, with a, a death of one of the players. So there was a lot of – they were just down. They were just hurting. Uh, and it's kind of hard to fix that. Uh, so I didn't try to fix anything. I just came here and loved on them and told them how much we cared for them and just give me a chance to let you see who I am. I'm, uh, there's no uh, hidden factors or anything. I, it's an open-door policy. I give my phone number and email to everybody that wants it. I talk to anybody anytime. I don't have anything to hide. I, I, I relish talking about it before somebody starts you know, stirring something up or something that's a problem. Let's fix it. I don't, I, that's what I do, so hit it off at the pass. Uh, I, I think it takes a community to be successful. I've always believed that. Like they talk about it takes a community to raise a child. Well, I know for a fact you can't build a program without the community. And uh, and I rely on them. I rely on them not, not from a monetary standpoint so much as just their encouragement of these kids in the community and the talking about, hey, let's get it going. And, you know, there have been some more kids come out that didn't play before just because family members and people are talking to them about, man, give this coach a shot. So I've tried to let them know who I am. That way they can see that I am sincere. You know, we're not going to, you know, I don't cuss or put my hands on or any of that kind of stuff. I've never done that. I had great coaches that were models for me that I, I still emulate. Uh, my running back coach, just because he was just a good man. And uh, I loved him as a person. And when my dad passed away when I was young, those guys stood out in my life. That you know, Come over for Sunday dinner this Sunday. And, and the superintendent, come on over for Sunday dinner, son. We'll just hang out. So I had a great support group, and I felt that the minute I walked on this campus. It's a family. The community here is amazing, and I hadn't been here but a week, and I love them all already. I mean, from the lunchroom lady to the janitor to the principal and everybody in between, it's just a phenomenal place. Coach Blair Armstrong, head coach of the Woodland Bobcats, talking with us on iSchoolSportsNetwork.com. When it's all said and done, when your coaching career here at Woodland is over, whenever that'll be, what's the legacy that you hope to leave behind? You know, I've always, <clears throat> when you're a young coach, you got all these dreams about everything. I've basically spent uh, two-thirds of my career in two states. So i got another third left that I'm going to be in Alabama. And I, this is crazy. And, and I'm, not, I'm not deserving of this at all. But i just like to, I guess if I had one little thing, and it may never happen, but I always thought it would be fun because I won a state championship in Georgia and Florida, and I thought maybe I could – Make one in Alabama. That'd be kind of fun. But I guess the biggest thing for me, <clears throat> legacy-wise, I would like uh, one day to, you know, just not be teaching, just show up here in the afternoon and coach. You know, be an assistant coach and be a top assistant for whoever's here. And and uh, I don't think I'll ever not want to do something. I'm I'm an active person. You know, I took a I, I took a year off one time. My boys were in the eighth grade, and we built a home from scratch, a 2,600 square foot Victorian home. So. I like mechanic work. I like building uh, cabinets. I can, I can do a lot of different things, but nothing comes close to coaching football. So I've put those things pretty much on back burners because it's just a joy to see the kids uh, change. You get a seventh grader and you watch him grow up through the program, and as a senior, and he's walking across the stage as a graduate, and it's uh, there's just no better feeling than that. One final question. Uh, you know, you've you know, read up on the history of Woodland football. We, you know, talked earlier in the interview about the 04 and 06 team that were that close to winning a state championship. And 
Uh, they got to experience a lot of fun there in the mid 2000s and the early part of this decade too. But you know, for the last couple of years, this you know program, this community, I know a lot of those players in that locker room are just starved for you know having a successful season again or having multiple successful seasons again. So, uh, I guess my question to you is. Why are you, Coach Blair Armstrong, the guy that's going to get this turnaround? Well, I've developed a pattern. It's not something that um, I invented. I've captured from other people and picked their stuff and tweaked it to fit my stuff. And and I've got a a pattern that works. And uh, as most successful coaches have some kind of uh, way they do things, it's kind of a procedure. I mean, I've never written a book one of these days. I may. I have a pastor friend of mine who's been begging me to write something because the Lord's in charge of everything as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I probably will some point in time because there's some uh, – the Peace Ridge story, I could write a lifetime movie about what happened there. I could spend days telling you about the, the obstacles that were overcome by, you know, wonderful Sunday school praying folks that, that got us through it. But I just uh, – it's not me. <laughs> I'm just the, the tool, so to speak, of the good Lord wanting to uh, fix things around here. So I hope I can help him do it. Hey, you know, I, I think we're going to like this guy here <laughs> Woodland. Uh, but Coach Blair Armstrong, thanks again for taking time out and talking with us today. We look forward to uh, seeing you in a couple of weeks when the Bobcats hit the road to Sylacauga to take on Fayetteville in the opening game of the Coach Blair Armstrong era. Coach, uh, thanks again for taking time out. We look forward to talking to you as the season goes on. Thank you, sir.